0: Hey, hey there, business owner, welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. This is our weekly episode, and I'm so happy you are here. Let's get started. Hi there, entrepreneur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Annette Walter, and I'm so happy you are here today. I'm a business growth coach, operational strategist, and entrepreneur just like you, scaling two businesses on the national level. Guess what? If you have ever thought of writing a book or people tell you all the time you should write a book, today's guest is the person you need to know. Her name is Jennifer Rotner and she is the CEO of Elite Creative and its company's Elite Editing and Elite Authors. She shares so much quality information and I know you're going to love today's episode. She's genuine, she's kind, and she is so wise. And I just, I simply love this niche and this topic of conversation and her perspective for business owners like you that are in the audience. It is a powerful topic that you need to be considering, possibly even something to put into your marketing and um, your campaign, your messaging campaign, your content campaign, books are a great way to elevate you, really set you apart as the expert in your field, and she simplifies it. She doesn't make it as overwhelming as it seems, or at least it seems in my head when someone says, you need to write a book or you should write a book. I know you're going to enjoy today's lesson and today's, well, not today's lesson, today today's interview with Jennifer. And um, before we get to that part, I just want to remind you now is a great time to be looking at and considering your mastermind group for 2022. What are masterminds? Masterminds are basically an ongoing, consistent group of like-minded people uh, in this case, entrepreneurs that are scaling to that two million five million and ten million dollar mark and beyond and I have two groups that are perfect for you uh, depending on where you are our business builder mastermind and our entrepreneur evolution empowerment group. We meet biweekly it is very, very uh, deep in your business and Also, high accountability and then a leadership topic um, that is delivered by me every, every two weeks. So we make the most of our time together. They are very efficient, but we cover so much. And again, it's that consistency and accountability. So I invite you. We will be having an information session in November. I need to get that date to you. Um, Check the show notes. I'm sure that it's dropped in the show notes, but I want you to be there. And as always, if you want to schedule some time with me, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your business and let's keep evolving together. Enjoy today's episode with Jennifer Rotner. Welcome, Jennifer. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. We are joined today by Jennifer Rotner. She is the CEO of Elite Creative and its companies, Elite Editing and Elite Authors. And I know every single person in the audience is eager to hear more about your story and your services because we all need Lots of words in our businesses these days, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's become a big part of, of people's content, you know, strategies, marketing strategies. So it's been a fun space to be in the last couple of years.
0: I love it. I love learning more about this space too. So so proud Baltimorean. tell us a little bit about your story and catch us up to speed as to how you got here to Elite Creative. You can start wherever you want, Jennifer. Sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so uh, born and raised in Baltimore. So, um, you know, definite proud Baltimore. I left for a while. I left, I went to uh, college, University of Michigan, and then moved to New York for, um, for quite some time. And um, I've been back now, really just running the business and having a good time um, here in Baltimore. Always, always happy to be back where I'm from. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think they put a homing device in you when you leave here. <laughs> um, I know, we joke, I, we always call it like the rubber band state, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's true, but in such a wonderful way, I think that being out out in other cities and other parts of the world and um, and then coming back here and realizing all that Baltimore has to offer in terms of community, it's been such a great and supportive place to grow my business. And I just feel so uh, grateful for for all of that the smallness that is this city, um, and so you know I don't I don't take it for granted for sure. Um, as far as elite goes, I started the first business, Elite Editing. We do business as Elite Editing and Elite Authors, um, and they're they're all all together, Elite Creative. And I started Elite Editing um, twelve years ago. Uh, we've been a fully remote business for twelve years, so watching the world lean into this thing that. Uh, Not only that we do, but that I'm super passionate about, which is remote workplace culture is just been really, you know, an interesting and and a really interesting and fun time for me to see. Um, But Elite Editing is a a B2B editorial content, writing content strategy company. So basically we work with people who need words, like you said, Uh, lots of businesses who are putting out either you know, SEO focused content or thought leadership content from white papers, case studies, blog articles, social material. We help businesses build their brand online through words. And um, we also do, of course, a ton of editing. We edit a lot in the publishing world. We um, work a lot on books. And then that really parlayed into the second business, Elite Authors, which is a publishing services company. We help individuals create books. So. Independent authors, people who are self-publishing and have a manuscript and don't know where to go from there, we help them turn it into a fully designed, created book that they can then go and publish. So those are the two businesses, and uh, you know, always excited to talk about it.
0: Wonderful. Okay, so you have a B two B company and a B two B and a B two C company or divisions within the company, B two B and B two C. So what's yeah. that like? What's that like from an ownership standpoint? How do you strategize? Um, you know, with those different types of approaches, B two B and B two C.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. It was definitely one of the biggest challenges when we opened Elite Authors a couple of years ago. Really trying to understand the whole B two C um, market landscape. It wasn't something I was super familiar with because we've always helped, worked with businesses large and small um, to scale. So our goal is to, you know, we're not we're not the person you call when you need one writer or one editor, we're who you call when you need a fully outsourced editorial department. And um, you, know, you need to be creating content on a very regular basis, it needs to be consistent. Uh, we help create that, that level of consistency at scale. And so thinking about it in terms of how are we helping people craft the perfect individual book, um, it felt like such a different journey. But in the end, what it really comes down to, what I really think we are across the board is a company that helps people create quality. And, and that's what it became about on the, on the elite author side as well. Um, how can we find, um, what we are essentially at Elite Authors is a cohort of really, really great designers, editors, writers um, who have come together to kind of help people craft these pieces. So it's much more of a boutique experience, but internally the operations is, is very much the same. It's all about quality control. It's all about good communication amongst the teams so that what goes out, the output is, is something that's really beautiful that we can be proud of. Mm-hmm. So operationally, it's very similar. From a, from a marketing perspective, totally different worlds, right? B2D mm-hmm. and D2C is, is completely different. Um, so that was a, a really big challenge to, to learn about and understand. But obviously, we have roots in the publishing industry, so we leaned on those did a lot of research, talked to a lot of really smart people and you know figured out how to best go to market.
0: That's great and you know I just think that that's such a great share right there because and I feel like there's it's a light bulb moment for a lot of people because as we see uh, divisions expanding, companies expanding and different products popping up up there, you know, sometimes that's the challenge is that you are moving from B2B to B2C or vice versa. And it is a different marketing plan, right?
1: Absolutely. Totally different marketing plan. The way that we approach the market couldn't be more different, but the way that we approach our internal operations, um, it's exactly the same. That's so really great. understanding those two different pieces. So
0: tell us about the company. What do we look like 12, 12 years later?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, So when I started... I I always wanted it to be something that I could scale, um, but I never, I never imagined what it would become and what it's becoming and continues to be. Um, So it's been, it's been a really fun journey. Um, Right now we have, as I said, we're fully remote. So we're all over the country. We do have one full-time employee in Canada. So I guess you could say we're all over North America, Mm -hmm. Um, but we have, I have over 15 full-time employees. That's our core team. Um, And then we rely really uh on on a large team of contract writers editors and project managers so a big freelance team Uh, on a day-to-day basis we have about 225 people working so it's it's a big staff it's a small team that oversees a really big team and um and you know as i said we we have figured out and are always still working on being a really high functioning remote team that's something that a lot of people are experiencing to these days, but something that I've been kind of shouting from the rooftops for years. It's mm-hmm. a really wonderful way to grow a team. There's a lot of opportunity um, when when it's done right, and we're really enjoying it.
0: Good, good. And you know, kudos to you with that because it is a craft. And like you said, you're you're always, you know, learning and growing and and perfecting it. So what's your best piece of advice for teams that are remote and staying remote out there? Yeah.
1: um, And that's, this is a conversation I've had with a lot of folks. You know, I think the main thing is really embrace the differences. Um, Mm -hmm. Trying to hold people accountable in the way you would when they're sitting next to you in a cubicle doesn't really work. Um, It's, I think when you have the right team in place, though, it can feel really natural and easy. I know there's—I I know this is not a one-size-fits-all because there's certainly businesses right. where certain levels of oversight need to happen. Um, but I have found that um, you know any any relationship, business, personal, otherwise, is based on the foundation of trust, and that's really what we lean into as we've built this company and as we've built this you know remote culture. Is if you trust the people that you work with. And you give them the ability to be flexible uh, and to show up in the way that they need to and fit work around their life, what you get back is such a sense of buy in and commitment. Because if you tell people, I trust you to do this, then it's on them. The accountability is on them and they're gonna wanna show up and Mm -hmm. they're not gonna feel the sense of obligation that you do when you're clocking in and out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the really big key with remote is letting people fit this around their world. And then get, when they, you give them that ownership, they own it. Um, you know, and, and I really, I've, I've seen that over the years, but no more uh, strongly than in the past two years where everyone's been experiencing it. And yes, we were lucky to have been remote before all, everything happened last year. But most of my team, it's, it, we're, uh, you know, our leadership team is, is all women. We're definitely a majority women. Uh, run team. And there's a lot of moms and, you know, uh, and, and folks just hiding in their closets from their kids with their laptops as they mm-hmm. were, you know, at home with remote learning and all the things that everybody else was experiencing, we were experiencing too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, giving people again, that flexibility of, yeah, go to the bus stop, get your kids, go set them up, you know, go get their classes started. Don't worry, come back here when you can. Um, it took away that sense of dread and obligation as much as possible and mm-hmm. became about, you. You, thank you, thank you for this room and I will make it work and I'll be right back on here and I'll get things done tonight. You know, whatever needed to happen, happened right. because we had that buy-in.
0: Well, and I love how you said it's the ownership piece and when you really empower them with that ownership, you know, we all have different work rhythms and optimal times of the day where we can, when we feel like we're at our best, right? And that's different for everybody.
1: Absolutely. Yep. And it becomes about, you know, showing up for your, for your team, for your folks. Um, You know, it doesn't mean, you know, obviously for our freelancers, they have, they have total right to do what they want, but for our full-time team, it doesn't mean you can be on at 4am and not on at 4pm. But what it means is. Um, you know, let your team know what you're doing, make sure they you're there for what they need, and they'll be there for you. And, Mm -hmm. um, and there's not, you know, there's no one here that, you know, doesn't feel that at some moment or another that they need some flexibility. And I think everybody is really just willing to be there for one another and say, go, go do what you need to do. I've got you here. And, and that takes away that kind of pressure um, Mm -hmm. of feeling like, you know, you can't step away from your computer or, um, or your people are wondering where you are and it just makes everything work more smoothly. So that's really what we've seen in the past two years and definitely what we've learned from them, you know, over the past decade.
0: That's really helpful. I love that. That's really helpful, Jennifer. So, so with the elite authors. I'm sure that you get this and I get this all of the time. I want to write a book or I should write a book on that. Or I just, I just, yep. I need to write a book. It's on my goal list. It's on my vision board to write a book. So <laughs> first of all, what types of books do you see people wanting to write the most? What, what style of books? Yes. And then how, how, what does that process look like?
1: Yeah. So ever since we've opened Elite Authors, my conversations at, you know, cocktails and, and mm-hmm. everything have gotten a lot more interesting because you tell someone you run, run an editorial company and they're like, oh, okay, cool. What's that mean? You know, when you say... Right. You run, you know, run. You do. You help people make books. You do publishing. People, you get that. I see that spark in people immediately, and, and never without fail. If I go somewhere and I tell people that's what I do, at least one person's going to come up to me in the course of a day or evening and say, "I, I have a book in my head," mm-hmm. or "I've written a book," and and so it's it's led to so many more interesting conversations. And you're absolutely right. Um, certainly in the business world, I we I have a lot of conversations with. CEOs and executives who have a lifetime of experience that they want to share right. um, and, and parlay that into some sort of legacy piece. I also We also have seen, uh, especially in the past few years, that a lot of people in the business world use a book as a business card, right? As, as a way to establish themselves as an expert, to hold up a book on a topic and say, hey, I, I am an expert on this. I literally wrote the book on it mm-hmm. and, um, and use that to build themselves um you know a brand strategy and a platform Um, lots of people who want to have you know bigger you know speaking engagements get more into a keynote track um, or just use it to open doors that might have felt closed before in terms of you know creating leads and opportunities so i have lots of conversations on the professional side with what is it that you know what is it that you want to share what is it that you're an expert in, and how can we parlay that into something that's going to help you build your business more? And then there's those legacy books. Um, certainly on the on the um, non-business side, it can be absolutely anything. People like to tell the stories of their lives, of people in their family. Lots of great fiction books out there. We've we've we have helped publish thousands of books, so you know it's a pretty wide breadth. But um, we've seen every type of, of fiction story imaginable. Mm -hmm. Um, and for us, it's just, you never know who's going to cross the threshold, right? Who's going to come to us with an interesting piece. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we love being a part of the author's journey because it's something that's so close to each of our authors and helping them turn that in that dream into a reality is just the most fun thing. And it's been super rewarding.
0: And that's wonderful that, that you're really that, that point guard for them. And then you put them in touch with a publishing partner.
1: So, yeah, so a lot of people who come to us, I would say the majority of people who come to us are just looking to self-publish, right, okay. in independent okay. publishing. That means taking their their final, um, you know, the the final file that we help them create, that's their full book, and putting that on Amazon or Kindle or any of the other publishing platforms that's, you know, that's out there there are certainly people who come to us who say they're looking to traditionally publish, they're looking to help find an agent um, and to go to one of the traditional publishing houses. We certainly help with that as well, but I would say that's a much smaller, uh, a much smaller piece of things. Most of our authors are looking to go straight to market themselves and manage and handle the entire process. And we help with all aspects of that from actually getting a book, uh, you know, up on the Amazon platform to, um, you know, all of the, the post, publish marketing efforts and things like that. So, so we help in all sorts of different areas, but for the most part, it's not people who are going the traditional route.
0: Okay. That's so exciting though. And and I love how you're just really simplifying it and not making it seem so overwhelming. Anytime someone mentions a book to me, I'm always like, I, wow, how, how would you even go about yes. that?
1: Right. <laughs> Well, we should have a conversation because I can already see from everything I've seen in your landscape that it's all there, right? And that's (laughs) that's the part that can be overwhelming to people is like, where do I begin? Um, But it's, you know, just to take you as an example, someone who is great at telling stories, who's a great story collector, even in just your podcast. A lot of people, you know, might be active on social media, putting out big posts and, and taking those and saying, let's expand on this. What's the story you're trying to tell? And maybe the story is just like the leaders that you've met in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lessons that you've learned from the people around you. Um, those make really great poignant stories. And the more detail, the more specific, the more they relate to people on a general yeah. level, right? So it's it's finding those nuggets and helping people mine that information and turn it into something valuable. Um, it is incredibly overwhelming for most of our authors when they come in they say, I have this idea, or I even have this manuscript, and I don't know where to go from there. And that's the really exciting piece for us is, you know, I've got a team of publishing experts who have been at this for you know some for two plus decades they know everything about this and so they're going to be such great resources to be like hey i got you i'm going to help you do this i'm going to walk you through every step of the way i'm going to be your point person like you said um and we're going to handle this so that you walk away with something you can be so proud of without it feeling so overwhelming um and that's that's just such an exciting thing to get to do and then with so many of our authors that turns into more of a long-term relationship, right? We have, right. we've helped them create this book and then we help them with all their post-pub work. We do a lot of um, social media management and other marketing efforts to just help them get their book to market and get it out in the world. Um, and independent publishing is really the way of the world now. Not to say that we don't all, you know, rely on traditional publishers for so much that we read, but, but individuals, you don't have to go that way now. You know millions are publishing a year independently, and it gives you so much control. So mm-hmm. if you have someone to help guide you through, um, it can feel daunting, but it, it's it's very manageable, and it's something that we love helping people do.
0: I love this uh, this niche that you have and and hearing more about your company. I mean, it, it's probably a lot of project management, I would imagine behind the scenes. what What software do you use or you like to use internally? Uh, we talk a lot about that here, efficiencies and process. Is there mm-hmm. any um, good softwares that you use that help you with that, that you could share? Sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, we're like everyone else on the journey of trying to figure out the perfect way. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so, and, and you're absolutely right. Project management. So we actually have um, operationally two main branches and that's editorial and project management. Project management for us is like 50% of the job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, we and and an editorial is essentially you know on a high level quality control. Um, we have we do a great job of training our writers and editors, but then it's about um, making sure that everything that goes out feels like it's at the level that we're proud of. And the project management piece, um, making sure we meet every single dev, every single deadline, um, making sure that everything's communicated clearly amongst our team and our clients. It's the most important. It's the most important thing that we could do for them. Um, so man, we use a lot of different things. I would say central to everything we do, we use Smartsheet. Um, so Smartsheet, you know, for those who aren't familiar is a much more capable and mature version of Excel, Mm -hmm. um, where every, every cell can do so many things. Um, but it's very, very customizable. And I think that's why we love it. We use it very differently than a lot of other companies. We use it for all of our project management workflow the way that other companies use you know asana or trello Mm -hmm. um it's less of a user experience but its capabilities are massive massive so we use we use that you know on the back end to track all of our projects all invoicing everything like that but we also use it um we can assign straight to our team right from the document and it'll control everything. It'll allow people to accept and reject assignments, um, you know, right from links from SmartSheet. So Mm -hmm. um, it also has forms that you can create kind of like Google forms. If you ever have to have people fill out information, create lead for, we create lead forms for some of our clients when we're doing a big intake of work. Um, So it has just a tremendous amount of possibility, certainly needs to be built, um, you know, to fit your needs. But they, we've been so, so happy with their software for I don't know, many, many years. Right, that's great. <laughs> um, and then, and then, like, like most companies, you know, we're on Slack. We've been on Slack since almost the very beginning, um, of its of its inception. And it is, it's to me the, the best thing you can do is get your team in a place that's easy and fun and and natural to talk. And Slack is the closest thing I've ever felt to right. you know to that in a virtual environment. Um, we use channels really uh, uniquely, I think. We, you know, we don't we don't necessarily just break them out by client. Um, we have lots of like individual groups where people talk about specific interests or things that they're working on. We also have what we call a culture channel, which is basically a place to give shout outs to folks for doing an awesome job based on our culture and values. So we use it as a as a you know a sounding board for a lot of things besides just getting work done.
0: That's great. I love the shout outs. It's so important to to make sure you're celebrating those big and small wins. Sometimes the small ones even more. Exactly. Yes. Yes.
1: Absolutely. And the things that might get lost
0: in the shuffle. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So, so how are you, like, how would you describe yourself? What's your genius zone as the owner and CEO?
1: I love that you asked that and you know, one of our clients, she refers to the only other person I've ever heard refer to things as a zone of genius, which is just to me, such a better way of saying like wheelhouse or, so um, so, yeah. So if it were up to me, I would spend all day, every day working on the vision of the company, the future Mm -hmm. of where we're going Mm -hmm. and the culture. Um, It's the piece I'm definitely most passionate about. And it's the piece I feel like I am, um, I'm the most capable, uh, I love building this team. I love seeing what it's become. Um, I love cultivating leaders. Uh, my team, my senior leadership team, which um, it's it's a, a couple of women who I have worked with. One, my, my director of operations, and I have worked together for 11 of my 12 years.
0: Um, wow. And so she was a pretty all hire. started.
1: Well, right. But so so the, the, the story behind that and every and all, nearly everyone else on the full time team, not everyone, but almost everyone on the full time team, they all started as freelancers. Mm-hmm. And I and, and and you know, my my director of apps started as a freelance editor in back when there was barely a company. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that is that we've really grown together. We've lifted the company together. And um, you know, my my head of editorial also started as a freelance editor and now runs a huge team and spends half her day, you know, in huddles and and just cultivating leaders among her own team, cultivating managers. And and to see that level of growth is for me like the most exciting piece of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Look what we
1: built together, look what we're doing. And and that's if I could spend all of my time kind of thinking about that and working with the team to continue to grow the individuals, that's really the rewarding piece for me. Mm -hmm. especially, you know, at a company like ours, where we do, we do pull from within when we meet someone and we think they're great. Then it's, I get pinged by, you know, by one of the, the heads of department and say, Hey, this is just someone you should talk to. We want to let them know that we want them to be here. So it's a freelance writer, editor, project manager. who's just doing a little bit of work for us. And I get to have that first conversation that's, Hey, you know, we think you're awesome. I don't even know where this is going. I just wanted to let you know, we think you're awesome and we should, we should talk and you should know you have a direct line to me and um, let us know what you want out of your, out of your career. What are your hopes and goals? And maybe we can align them with what we want and, and grow together. And that conversation, most fun conversation I get to have, and it has led to almost all of my full-time employees historically. So if I could do that kind of thing all day long, I would. I love it. I love it. Well, and I love
0: how, you know, cause I was going to ask you about team building and growing a team and the speed of growing a team and any advice that you have to the audience there, but it sounds like, you know, you are basically hiring them as freelancers. So you're only paying them when you get paid and have projects, right? So right. It's, it's, it's fairly yeah, low risk exactly. from traditional hiring standpoints. Um, it so is. it's a great avenue. And then you really get to, you know, quote unquote, date a little bit before, before taking the relationship to the next level. Right.
1: Absolutely. And, and yeah. I, I hire almost no one straight out of a, you know, an interview and, and bring them full time. We, we try almost everyone in a contract basis, unless there's really an extenuating circumstance, because, you know, I think that the cultural fit is more important than anything, Mm-hmm. you can if someone's capable, you can you can teach them all of the things that you do here. But what matters more than anything is, are they one of us? Because our culture is such a strong thing, and it is, I think, what's gotten us to this place. Right. and we're also fiercely protective of it that um you know, we want people who think like us, who think like uh, you know, in, in terms of in terms of achieving goals. you know what am I going to show up for the person next to me? Am I going to one of our values is, you know, find the yes, like just find a way to make things work for each other and for our clients. And and having that mentality is maybe the most important thing about being successful in our team. So finding people who fit that and giving it time um, on both sides to say, hey, does this feel like it's the right place for you too? So that's one of the main reasons why I love to hire from our freelance pool and continue to do that. I just made a a full-time offer to someone who's worked with us now for. I mean, well over a year, Mm -hmm. uh, started in a very small capacity and now, you know, we're inviting him to, to run a team because he's awesome. And we learned that just by working together. It's
0: great. Such a good perspective. I love all of that. So before we part ways here, um, I have two more questions. What are your favorite, um, books or podcasts that you'd like to share
1: and recommend today? Um, yeah, so I, that's a great question. Books. Books is always hard. So I I am a um I I have read many business books, but I love to read for fun. Mm-hmm. Um and and <laughs> and I definitely read all sorts of things. I read pretty high fantasy books, think like, you know, Game of Thrones and farther right. in terms of fantasy. And then lots of when I when I just need like a comfort read, I'll read um, you know, something really literary, like a Jane Austen, as nerdy as that is, that's like my favorite, Right, my favorite, love but, it. um, but I would say I've been on maybe Halloween or something. I've been on a real Neil meal game and kick for the past couple of months. Um, he's a favorite, favorite author of mine. I love just really, really good writing people who know how to do wonderful, magical things with words. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that's where I am in terms of books right now, as far as podcasts, um, Again, I'm pretty nerdy, so I won't bore your readers with like my, my really nerdy podcasts. Um, I like a lot of nerdy pop culture podcasts about um, you know about what's happening in in the world of of media and right um, and books and TV. But um, I will say I have a colleague whose podcast I'm absolutely loving right now. Um, his name's John Corcoran. and it's called Smart Business Re- Revolution, um, and he's just really fantastic. Like you are at pulling out stories. So I've, I've been just eating up everything that he's putting out right now. I would recommend that one for sure.
0: Wonderful. I love it. I love it. I always love hearing these new things that people are into, you know, but especially when they're non-business related too. So thanks for sharing all that, those books earlier. So what are your, what's your personal mantra? What, what's your go-to phrase or, positive words that, you know, when you're feeling down or a little bit of doubt that you just kind of use as a pick me up
1: to keep you going? Um, yeah. So what I'm focusing on right now, I think like a lot of people, the world is a little heavy right now. Everything just takes a little more effort than it once felt like it did Mm -hmm. figuring out navigating the world. And, um, for me, I've just spent a lot of time telling myself, you know, it's really important to be present where you are. To stop trying to solve ten problems while I'm sitting still, but really be be where I am um, in my home with my family, um, and and give myself those moments to reflect and refresh, so that I can be where I need to be. Then in the next moment, uh, that's that's kind of my been my focus and what I tell myself is just just be here. You know, be as still as possible. Um, I'm really enjoying this beautiful Baltimore fall. That's been wacky weather certainly for the past week or so, but it's been a lovely one. Um, I have, I'm sure you saw in my bio, I have, we we keep chickens and we have a, a good amount of land that we're out kind of toiling in. And so I tell myself, you know, take the time to to just go take a walk, go feed the chickens, go, you know, zone out and come back to, everything's waiting for you when you come back and you'll be in a better mindset to handle it. So that's really what I've been kind of talking to myself about the past few months.
0: So true. I love that. Be present where you are. Jennifer, you are so kind and generous to spend this time with us today and share all of your wisdom and your knowledge with our audience today. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed chatting with you.
0: Of course, and where can we find more of you before before you sign off? Tell us how we can support you and and find you out there.
1: Awesome, yeah. Well, of course, Elite Authors and Elite Editing both.com um, is is where we do business. I I spend a lot of my time writing um, on LinkedIn. I find that such a great platform to share stories, um, you know, both personally and of course professionally. So jennifer rotner on linkedin is is where i'm doing the most talking
0: okay great awesome well thank you for being here
1: thank you so much i really appreciate it
0: all right talk to you soon wow what an episode did you learn something new i hope so i am so happy you were able to be here with us today i'd love to hear from you leave me a review and i will be sure to read it and respond to you Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I wanna help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need, and I'd love to hear from you. Take care, until next time.